Hi, I'm Sam Sorbo. You've heard me talk about Mike Lindell, who I adore. You know, he's the inventor of my pillow and how that pillow has given me a good night's sleep that I need. In fact, I never knew how good I could sleep before I had my my pillow. Mike continues to roll out new offers on his products, and the latest one is on his towel sets. Towels aren't something you think about often. I never knew what I was missing until I tried the towels just last year. Now, you've all helped build MyPillow into the incredible company that it is today, and you've trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's now changing the game with his six-piece towel set. The set's made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, and yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. But for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.99, and that's using promo code SAMSORBO. So remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. So enter promo code Sam Sorbo, Sam Sorbo, or you can call 800-625-5983. That's 800-625-5983 for these great radio specials. Hi. So easy on camera. Hi, Sam. Easy on the eyes. Scott Stripling yeah. runs this entire project at Shiloh or Shiloh. Yeah, Americans say Shiloh, the rest of the world says Shiloh. Shiloh. Okay, so yeah. so now that's a lesson to you, you know that. And he is a world-renowned archaeologist, uh, best in class. Uh, I guess you could say that. Right? Sure. Okay, I'll say it. Best in class. <laughs> He's He's not shy. <laughs> well, I'm not camera shy, right. But these are exciting things to talk camera. about. And the, the filming is going so well. This is our last day at Shiloh. Um, but we're hoping that we're going to find something of great importance today with the right. walls of the would-be tabernacle. We've got a platform of the tabernacle, it appears, that matches the dimensions given in the Bible. And all we need is one more corner to be certain. And we've had a lot of people who've worked really hard to get to this point. And now Kevin is going to join me in the square. And hopefully we're going to reveal that corner this afternoon. We're going to get them all dusty and yeah, dirty. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. Let me ask you, um, how do you know the dimensions from the Bible? Aren't they sort of contested somehow? But not a lot. Um, we're talking about measuring in cubits. And so with ancient measurements, is it the Egyptian cubit or the royal cubit? Right. Sometimes a cubit was the span from your elbow to your, the tip of your hand. Well, some men, it's this long, some men, it's that long. So it is somewhat subjective. So all I can say is that we're very closely matching the dimensions okay. given as we understand them. As you understand yeah. them. So, so, So you've got one corner. You've got an old Roman wall that was built on top of what you're thinking is a, a Jewish wall. Right, right. And you've got the corner, so you've got two walls now. That's right. And you're looking to uncover that next cornerstone. That's right. And we've got the, the cross walls, the perpendicular walls also, that would separate the Holy of Holies from the holy place. So where Kevin's going to be digging in just a few minutes, if I'm right, is literally in the Holy of Holies. And, I mean, if that doesn't... He's got to wear his sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet, as we would say in Texas, okay? <laughs> I mean, this is as good as it gets. And you are from Texas. I am. 
But you love it over here. I do. This is my second home, and I've spent a lot of my life over here excavating, so I'm equally comfortable in both places. And it's very clear that you absolutely love the science of archaeology. Yeah. Because why? I, I, the, the better that I can understand what happened in antiquity, what happened in biblical times, the sciences unlock that to me. So it enables me to have a lens or a time machine where I can go back and I can then begin to understand exactly what their diet was, how did they dress, how did they worship, what did the tabernacle look like? Why don't we why why isn't there like a good enough record of the tabernacle? Why don't we have that? Well, we have the biblical account, but of course this this language is thousands it's of years old. It's easy for people to say that's a good story. Right. And so what archaeology does, Sam, it never changes the text, it illuminates the text, okay? So that then we can understand it here and now the way that they did then and there. Right. But what's what's special about Shiloh is we think that the uh, that the tabernacle which housed the ark of the covenant, the it's a it's a tabernacle, it's a it's a meeting place that only certain people were allowed to go uh -huh. in. We think that it might have been here for long enough to have become a permanent dwelling. So talk about that, that transition. Okay, sure, it starts in the text itself. Uh, folks at home can read 1 Samuel 3, and at the beginning of the chapter, they'll see that the language is temporary, the curtains of the tabernacle. Right. By the end of the so chapter. Right, just as it's described in Exodus. But by the end of the chapter, now you're talking about the walls of the tabernacle and the door of the tabernacle. So the language has changed, even in English, it's clear. In Hebrew, it's even more clear. Something has changed. Now we have two sources in the Mishnah. This is like second century AD Jewish literature. And in both of these sources, it talks about a stone platform at Shiloh with walls and a tent over it. Mm -hmm. So it's a quasi-tabernacle tent. So they, they adapted the tent to include walls. It, it is. Remember when we were filming in the City of David last mm -hmm. week? And I showed you the structure there next to the Gihon Spring. And we mm -hmm. talked about there was a tent that was over it. And that's where David's tabernacle was. Same kind of an idea here. Right. And because they were nomadic people, typically it would have started out as just a tent. Because they had to be right. able to take it down and move it. The, the Israelites are nomads. Their God is perceived as sort of a desert God, even though he lets them know that he's the God of everything. Mm -hmm. But when they come into their own land, they become what we would call semi-nomadic. Mm -hmm. So they start building structures, but they still use tents as well. Right. So this is a great illustration right. of half and half. If you've got it here, you've got something really worth the, the record books. Uh, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. We're finding a demolished altar right next to that building to the horns of an altar. Mm -hmm. And we have ceramic pomegranates, which is a motif of the tabernacle. Seven sacred fruits when you come into the land. You're going to have dates and figs and olives and so forth. But only the pomegranate goes into the presence of God. The pomegranate goes into the Holy of Holies. On the hymns, hymn of the priest's garment, you've got bells and pomegranates. So what are we finding? Ceramic pomegranates with little attachment hooks on them. Now, are, can I prove that that hung on Eli's robe? I can't prove that. I can just say the Bible says that there were pomegranates on the high priest's robe, and then we're finding them. Well, I just imagine they were embroidered. You're saying that they were maybe hung like a bell. That's right. Get out of town. Yeah, and maybe even the pomegranate is sort of shaped like a bell. It is. It's yeah. it's like a little it's like a little bulb that has a uh, calyx flowering out. Yeah. A flowering out, and I saw them in a shop uh, the other day. We were walking in Jerusalem, and I saw that all of these shapes that were like that, but they weren't red. They weren't. They didn't look like right. fruit, and they just 
they make a lot of that shape because it's a considered holy? No. Okay, here's the point. It has to do with the, the big word is fecundity. It means like the potential for fertility, for right. reproduction, okay? And let's face it, in biblical times, if your crops are not fertile, if your livestock are not fertile, if your wife is not fertile, you don't survive. Right. It is all, a big deal. It is a huge deal. And the number of seeds in a pomegranate, by the way, 613. Okay. okay. And I don't know the reason why, but the theory perhaps is that there are 613 commandments in the Hebrew Bible. There's 613 seeds. From my perspective, maybe it's more Joe, like... we need one more commandment. we got to make 613. <laughs> Who lost that seed? Uh, you can well, count them... God deals a lot with the seed. The exactly. seed is a very important yeah. motif in Christianity. As long as the earth endures, Judaism. there will be seed time and harvest. Right. Yeah. You can count the number of seeds in a pomegranate, but you can't count the number of pomegranates in a seed. And I think that's the idea, okay? That, that just blew my mind. <laughs> We're breeding pomegranates this afternoon, by the way. we got to have one. Is there a riddle here? <laughs> Even Solomon's temple has 200 pomegranates on the inside. No other fruit. So we're finding those. That's the described thing. in the Bible. Absolutely. So what we call this inductively, all these little pieces of evidence, not one of them by itself proves anything. Right. But when you take them all together, here's the other big word, yes. is verisimilitude. 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 We read it in the text and we find what we would expect to find right. if it were a reliable source. Right. What you're doing is you're... you're you're proving the Bible, like you're. Well, yeah, I mean, you're basically we don't laying down proofs, uh, small proofs. We don't. Uh, that's not the up, goal, right? but it is one of the products of it. You know, we're going to excavate. No matter what's there, sure. we're going to excavate sure. it, and what's there is there. If you find a, a prune, you're going to say, "Oh, right. there's a prune." There's a prune, <laughs> but I can just say, after excavating many years in the land of the Bible on both sides of the river, right. that I've never found a contradiction. And I have found hundreds of synchronisms. Yes. So that's my experience. Big, you just love the big words. You just <laughs> toss them out. There's no extra charge for Induction, that. Induction, synchronism. <laughs> I can't even keep up. Okay. Uh, uh, any avocados? Because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, on the buffet last night, they were awesome. I ate several. You're funny. I could live on those. Tell me about the dig. I find it fascinating. You've got 130 volunteers. They're not volunteers, folks. They actually paid to come here yeah. and muck around in the dirt all day on That's behalf right. of the dig. Yeah. And the the dig is supported also by uh, a, a big donation, a, one big donor. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's small individual donors, really. Each one of these folks that come, you know, many of them buy into our vision and they, they want to help support us. Sometimes there are big donors that they'll ask me, like last year, someone just asked me, what do you want? And I said, well, I need a, I want a new four-wheel vehicle, what we would call a gator, to move equipment around the site. And so he right. wrote me a check for it. So if anybody wants to ask me what I want for next year, you know, you please, 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 please do. I've got a Christmas list. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my goal, Sam, in starting this dig was to do it with excellence. I think God values excellence. Psalm 8 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And so I wanted us to be vanguard, cutting edge excellence. And I think You've that's what we've done. you that yeah. with, your, uh, with, with your new fangled way of accomplishing wet washing. Right. So I'm just going to say wet washing is when they take 
the dirt, the, the stuff that they've accumulated from the dirt. They sift the dirt away and then they wash the, the, the shards or the remnants. The matrix the, that's left. The, yeah. the, the little, well, you can't use big, we don't know matrix. The stuff that's, that's a, left. That's a yeah. movie. Um, the stuff that, <laughs> look, I've got it under my fingernails. The, the stuff that's left, hopefully it's like fabulous shards of pottery or what have you, pomegranates. And you wash it, but you've developed a whole sort of a system that right. almost industrializes. Yeah. Uh, you know th this. Um, so 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 you're getting work done faster and more economically and more efficiently. Right. We don't get a second chance, uh, Samantha. We are destroying the evidence when we excavate, and we're making it inaccessible to others. Nobody can come behind me and redo this. So if well, I don't do fact, it right, part of me is like it's it's a little bit sad because there are people who spent a lot of time building the walls that you're taking down. You're like these yeah. Roman walls; they have to go because I want to see what's underneath. <laughs> but they should be happy. Those people; no. those are also Jews. That Second Temple period Jews, as opposed to those First Temple the period, Jews, those guys <laughs> didn't even know that they were building on top of the Mishkan. Probably, no, you know, yeah. so they I'm sure they're rejoicing if they're part of the great cloud of witnesses. Like Hallelujah, two thousand years we've been living with this We've shame, been waiting you know? for Scott's <laughs> Finally arrives. Yeah. So, uh, so the wet washing technique has been a huge success here. Yeah. In fact, other people are emulating it. So kudos on that. Thank you. It's really an amazing accomplishment. And I've seen it. He's got like fire hoses hooked up to an overhead hose system. I mean, it's primitive, but effective. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's primitive. Duh. It's right. an archaeological dig. So you've got 130 volunteers. They pay their own way. They fly themselves here. They pay for their room and board. In uh, in a hotel that you that you so they all live together. Yep. They come whatever timing works for them that that gets cleared by by your mm -hmm. group, right? And they get cleared to stay in the hotel, and then they just work as a as a team. Yeah. They get up at five a. Do they leave for the site? We leave at five? at five. So breakfast at four or four mm thirty. -hmm. Leave for the site at five in these big tour buses. And they get here and they literally play in the dirt all <laughs> in the sun. But you can see there are a lot of, there's a lot of shaded area. You put a mm -hmm. lot of shade up. And they're just sifting through dirt, moving moving stones. I saw two guys, uh, one guy was teaching the other guy how to lift the stone right. using his legs, don't use your back. And yep. then you lift it and then you get underneath it and lift it higher to put it up on the, on the wall to get it out of the pit. Yep. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, some of the older volunteers, they have such life experiences and such knowledge. It's so beautiful because we've got a bunch of college kids here, 14 universities but that are coming and going. you've got John from Tampa, who's 70. Uh, right, 77. You know, so old. And he's, they mix, you know. Yep, and he told me he's been on, a, there's another dig that's not far from here that he used to go to, shut down by COVID this year. Hmm. He found you, just found you online and said, I'll try that one. He's thrilled. As a, he's a, just a happy little bug here. Just <laughs> digging in the dirt and sifting through. Yeah. Okay, one last thing before we have to go. I understand that you were shooting and with this actor guy and he literally just looked down and found something. Do you still have it in your pocket? True life is stranger than fiction. <laughs> so we were filming with this actor dude <laughs> and um, I'm kind of explaining why pottery is important on a dig, you know, because it's indicative in each time period. It helps us understand things. And then this actor that you know pretty well, um, he he goes, oh, like this. And he reaches down and he pulls out 
Here, this we'll little piece of pottery. And I said, Oops, oh my, Kevin, that. that is either the time of Joshua, late Bronze Age, or it's Islamic. I know that sounds weird because they're way <laughs> apart, but that this style is only in those two periods. So and we'll have to study it. he literally said, I'm keeping that. That one's mine. And he put it in his pocket. <laughs> well, you know, so we've got to we've got to analyze that. I've got plenty of broken pieces of pottery yeah, I can yeah. give him, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to look at this one. And and if it's something we're not going to keep, I'll send it to you. So now I literally am walking around with my eyes glued to the dirt cuz I have to find one now. <laughs> it's Stripper, there. How do people find you online? How do people find okay. out about the dig and stuff? Three websites. They can learn about us at digshiloh.org. That's the website. digshiloh.org with an h, shiloh. And my personal website is scottstripling.net. And then the school website is thebibleseminary.edu if they want to take an archaeological course or something like that. Thebibleseminary.edu, scottstripling.net, and digshiley.org. We'll put them in the show okay. notes. Thank you so much for joining me on the Sam Sorbo Show. And as usual, if you want to come back to Israel with us next year in May 2023, we're coming back and we're really hoping that we can offer maybe a half-day dig for people on the tour just to come and experience because no experience necessary. No. They will train you, and you might find the next. Yeah, right. You'd never know. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining. Shalom. Me.